0: Hello and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives. And I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away.
1: Because I'm happy clap along
0: if you will Just kidding. <laughs> not going to say, but I am going to talk to you about happiness. That's right. Joining me today is life coach, Amy Powell. She is the founder of Attainable and she works with individuals, coaches, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to get out of their own way and embrace all the happiness that they deserve. We deserve lives of joy. Let's get carried away with Amy. Joining me today is the lovely the fabulous bra member Amy Powell. She is the founder of Attainable. She's a life coach as well as a podcast. What a podcast is called Attainable as well? Remind me. The the Attainable podcast. The Attainable podcast found in all where, all the places where podcasts are fine. In fact, after you listen to this one, go download her podcast and continue the happiness the joy journey that we're about to go on. It's going to be awesome. How are you Amy? <laughs>
1: I'm so good. So thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here.
0: Well, I'm just glad um, we were able to find time. Uh, It's been when I met you, I think I met you probably in January. Uh, You came to the fitting room and I knew immediately I got to have her on the podcast. You know, when you meet a guest, like when you're on your podcast, you're like, that's my jam.
1: I love it. And ironically, Crystal Whitaker was the one that introduced me to bra and I, you just released her podcast episode yesterday. So full yes. circle. Yeah. It's I love crystal. She's so great. She was a great
0: podcast host too. I actually took her program for inc- branding inclusivity and had her do a whole audit. It was, if anybody's looking to have a fresh face to look at their branding y'all need to call Crystal. She's amazing. Um, but but, I mean, I'm so glad she introduced you too. That's so, so great. The best, you know, members come from current members referrals. So yay to Crystal. We love you. Um, but first now let me ask you, I'm sure Amy at 10 years old was not like, I'm going to be a life coach and help everyone find happiness.
1: (laughs) Right? No, I was not. (laughs) What did 10 year old Amy want to be when she grew up? My dad was a police officer. And he always had this idea of, you know, serving and protecting, but more around serving and this community aspect to it. And he, so he would tell me stories of how he, you know, really connected more with the community and how he was serving the community that way. So I really loved hearing that as a young girl. And, you know, so some type of service, community service was always really interesting to me. Maybe not necessarily being a police officer, but, you know, really understanding what types of roles could fulfill that community, um, yeah. interest that I had built.
0: Oh, interesting. That's cool. Uh, very cool. Well, and now here you are serving the community, serving people. Um, so I guess in a roundabout way, you did know what you wanted to do. Um, so tell me, how did you build attainable? What brought you to this place in your business today?
1: So ironically, it's so funny because when we do look back at our early years, there's so many clear distinctions of we were really following our passion or we really were following our, our dream and what we were put on this earth to do. And then, you know, through v- a variety of experiences and, and, you know, trying to appease all our external, you know, cultural norms and all the things can really derail us from from our, our real path. So um, I it, it's similar to that, I I started doing things that were very non-community oriented um, in the sense of uh just really trying to explore and and get curious around what else was out there. And of course, here I am back at this community piece. So um I for me personally, I've struggled with happiness for Mm -hmm. a long time. And, you know, I always told people I was really happy, optimistic, you know, wanting to be out there. And it wasn't until about three years ago where I really realized I'm not happy. I'm not, you know, everything that I'm doing, the things that I'm buying, the things, the friends that I'm having, the job that I have is really not laddering up to this overall idea of happiness that I thought I was pursuing. And that was a really big wake up call, but then also really helped catapult this idea of what is real happiness? What, 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 you know, what is going to make me happy? What, what is my real purpose in life following that? And so now here I am today, uh, you know, helping individuals, clients, individuals, you know, friends, even, you know, really understanding what that is for them. And, and how they can, you know, kind of jumpstart that journey for themselves. I love that.
0: Um, so a few years ago when you were kind of like, well, I have the job, I have the friends, I have all the things, why am I not happy? What do you think, how are you feeling at that time? What someone who's listening this to can understand what, what feelings does that feel like? Even though you're supposed to be, right? You have the friends, you have the,
1: all the things, but for some reason there's there's this meh. What is that? Yes, I was listening to everything else except for myself. Uh, so I was looking at the magazines and figuring out, okay, you know, this is how I should look. Or I was going into the store, the the fashion store, Zara was my you know favorite store at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And, uh, you know, would go in there and I would buy the fashion because that's what I thought, you know, even though I didn't think it necessarily looked good on me or I didn't really like it, I was still buying it. Right. So, um, the, the job, a lot of my friends told me that my job was really hip and cool. And so I was listening to that and I was, and I was burning out, but I stayed in my job because it's a, you know, the idea of, oh, well, you know, everyone has accepted this, this job, you know, and and they think it's cool. So that makes me cooler. And so really I was listening to all these external influences and letting that shape my life. And I wasn't listening to myself.
0: Mm. And then did you have like a, a wake up call? Did you like all of a sudden hit bottom? Like what made you start listening to yourself?
1: So in 2016, so it was just about, yeah, just over three years ago, um, 2016 Beyonce was coming That's to the queen. Bay area, right. <laughs> and I wanted to go and I worked in the music industry at the time. And normally, you know, it was very easy to get a discount ticket or, you know, a friend and family ticket type of thing. And for that concert, it, there was just, there was no, no way type of thing. So I had to come up with money myself and I looked at my bank account and it was probably the first week of the month still. And I'd paid my rent, you know, I'd, you know, done the the bill type of things, but I didn't have any money left. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had just gone shopping and I literally spent all the rest of my money for that month. So if I wanted to go to this concert, I needed to dip into my savings. And that was the biggest wake-up call for me of wow, I have these clothes. They're not taking space in my apartment or my, you know, my closet. I don't even really like them. I did not need them. And I really wanted to go to this experience, this concert. And that was the biggest, that was the wake up call right there. Uh, of, yeah. Needs and wants, right?
0: We think we need these things. And so then we think we have to want them. Two things. First off, I saw Beyonce at the Rose Bowl, 2016 with Stacey. And Blown away. Did you get to go see her? Did you get to see her? Did you find the money
1: to see the show? I did find the money. Thank goodness. It was worth it. (laughs) It was (laughs) worth it. And I'm also so glad that I really held on to that experience around wanting to go and not being able to because it, you know, I'm here now today. But amazing concert. Amazing, right?
0: I loved it with the beehive. Oh, the whole thing. And the stomping down the runway in the water. I was just like, just, oh, Oh, she's incredible. And her dance. Oh, So it's incredible. Right. And then the other thing is Zara. So Zara, as you know, is considered like fast fashion, right? So even though you're spending all of this, all your extra cash on this clothes that aren't, you don't even like, (laughs) you're just told that this is where you should be shopping. And you're probably looking in your closet, never wearing. What happened to all those clothes? Are we done with Zara? Did you donate them? Where are those clothes now?
1: (laughs) Great question. So when I put my sustainability hat on, I, you know, with the idea of that, you know, the fast fashion, um, and I think a lot of us are starting to develop the stigma of we don't want any fast fashion in our closet. Mm-hmm. That said, I think really the, the smartest thing to do and what I've done is if you have something, wear it, like wear it out. And if it doesn't fit anymore, try to give it to a friend, donate it. Uh, but wear it. so I do still have a lot of Zara, uh, dresses and, and tops in my closet. Um, but what I'm now doing is I don't go and shop in, right. in, in stores like that. Yeah. Right. You shop in your closet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I read, I read, no,
0: it was, I was on a webinar with a, she's a home organizer, you know, like a Marie Kondo. And she had this interesting fact that in our closet. We wear 20% of our wardrobe, 80% of the time, just 20%. I and I believe was like, it. that is so true. Uh, that same pair of leggings just keeps being recycled. And, and it's like, oh, and if you go way back in your closet, I was the same way. I would shop. Thinking it was going to bring me happiness, I would, you know, go to expensive restaurants and have these meals that were really eloquent. And I was like, "This tastes like dog food," but okay, this is supposed to be eloquent. I'm spending like four hundred dollars on a meal with a group of friends, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." Um, where the simplest things, like cooking at home with friends, um, and now it's a Zoom happy hour, would bring me so much more happiness. You know why? Why do you think we continue to do things that don't serve us? Why do we keep shopping at the Zara? Why do we keep buying the magazines? What it what what's
1: happening there? And so from direct experience, it is we get in this cycle and this loop. And for me personally, I truly believed, because marketing told me so, that if I just continued to keep going, if I just continued to keep buying, if I just, you know, like started to look even more like the people in the model you know, models in the magazines, or, um, you know, if I just kept at this job, right. There's always this, like this thing in the distance that we are going to get. And when you, you know, kind of look back to you've get your first job, you now you don't have roommates, you have an apartment alone, and then you mm-hmm. get the house, right? And then you get the boat, and then you get so like you know that old model of this carrot dangling out there of what is success, and that story has been told over and over in our society, and it's really hard to get out of that loop because we start to believe it ourselves. Yeah, and I, that that was me, right? Yeah. Like, So you just have to really start to real relearn all of your habits, all of your beliefs that you've grown up with.
0: And when you're working with your clients, which of those three things, beliefs, you know, um, how we're raised and societal impact, which are those three is the hardest thing for your clients to get over?
1: To be honest, I think it's really connecting back with themselves and really asking them the, the, themselves the question, what do you What do you want? So a lot of the time I'll ask, How do you feel? Or how does something make you feel? And they'll jolt themselves and say, Oh my gosh, I'm totally doing this because I have always done this, or because I heard it was supposed something I was supposed to do, but I haven't checked in with myself. How do how do I feel? Does this really fulfill me? Right. And I think that's the the biggest piece that you know really kind of catches people off guard is. It seems so easy because we're with ourselves all the time, but we forget to check in. Do you think happiness is um, a privilege?
0: Do you think um, mm. some people think, you know, I'm not worthy of happiness. I'm not at that job I wanted to be at. I'm not making the money I want to be. at. I'm not married to the perfect
1: uh, spouse yet. What do you think about that? That's an interesting question. And I will, I will preface this too. I, I use the word happiness, but really that word is interchangeable with contentment, joy, purpose, fulfillment in life. So, you know, choose your word and, you know, whatever you connect most deeply with. Um, I don't think happiness is a privilege, but I do state very loudly that it is a journey and I am on my happiness journey in a sense. And I'm, you know, so there's still moods. There's still things that I'm overcoming every day and having to reframe and retrain and, and redefine for myself what that is. Um, but by no means, I, I personally don't think that, um, I think everyone has the right to be happy and content in their lives. Do you hear the noise? Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, everyone knows we're filming this in LA. We're city girls, okay? So you're going to hear that from from time to
1: time. (laughs) My audience knows Um, that. (laughs) So I think, you know, instead of the privilege, it's more of we have a right to be and really allowing ourselves. And I've had coaches. I've had people in my network. I've gotten vulnerable with friends to really understand to get to the core of where I'm at. So, um, you know, it's, it's more of a right and really finding the people in your network, finding coaches, working with people to really help you strip down all of this knowledge and, and the beliefs, right. That we've created and have started to learn and, and believe for ourselves, strip those away, really like connecting more deeply with ourselves. What do we feel? What,
0: what's I love that. I think us? that's great. It's, and it's also, we're so conditioned, right? Um, especially in American culture, you're conditioned to, you know, go to college, get the job, work for the corporation, get married, have the 2.5 kids, get the house and then the dog and then end up dead. Uh, Nowhere in this journey do we ever talk about, you know, finding happiness in the little things, you know, walking your dog or taking a vacation. We're so focused on what's happening next. Um, And we can never just sit just sit in, in the happiness for a little bit. Um, it's so, so
1: hard. Like we're always constantly going, what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, and that's, that's another great point too, you know, kind of that dangling carrot out there that happiness is just around the corner. If you do these things, right. Right. And what I really work with clients around is, especially even just after we get off the call, like, live your happiness today. Like you can start, you are start, you are living it now. You just need to recognize it or maybe shift some things to, to really see and fully, fully live it. But you know, we're in it now. Like, so let's, let's start doing it. I agree. I think everyone who's
0: feeling meh, especially now during the pandemic and being isolated from friends and family for so long that, um, they, they might feel, you know, I guess stuck both physically and mentally. Um, when someone is feeling stuck, you know, how do they know I I need an Amy in my life? How do they know to look for you?
1: Really? I think it's more around the idea of being curious. If you could be happier in life, right. That's just that curiosity of, Mm -hmm. huh. You know, I wonder, you know, looking at your bank account maybe and, and seeing, okay, here, I'm spending my money on these certain things. If I spent my money on different things, could I be happier or coming home and, you know, maybe not really feeling very secure and, you know, that your home and your space is really serving you. Huh? Like, I wonder if my space could make me happier or how I'm spending my time or how I shift my mindset. Those, those things of, you know, just that curiosity of, could I be happier in life? I'd love to, uh, you know, explore that with people and see, see what, what version that's of such happiness a great be question.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's such a great question of, um, can, is this it, you know, is this it or can I be happier? Um, and if anybody's asking themselves that I'm going to tell you right now that you definitely can be happier. Um, <laughs> there's, there's always more out there and it's, um, do you now, do you think that material things or the the need we have to buy things contributes to people actually to contributes them to actually being more unhappy as opposed to they think that I'm going to buy these new jeans and I'm going to be happier. But now I spend 185 bucks on jeans. You know why yeah. I, I'm so curious. Do you think that actually contributes to us being unhappy and not happy?
1: Yes. So when I work uh, with clients and this is from direct experience that I have the four areas that I really started to hone in and, and, kind of get clear on in my life was my physical space where I physically was in the world right was that place serving me did I like the weather you know were there activities in that city that I enjoyed doing um, my apartment was I living with roommates when I really needed the space to live alone um, and then you know did my apartment what was in physically in my apartment um, so physical space is one mental mindset right what are what's going through our minds are we talking down to ourselves? Um, are we, what's our perspective? How are we seeing things happening? Can we shift that to make you know our, our perspectives a little more optimistic? Uh, the next one is time, how we're spending our time. Are we volunteering or are we sitting and watching TV for out four hours, right? What's more fulfilling to us? Um, and everyone has their own definition of that, right? And so just really, for me, it's working with clients to understand for them, what, what those things are. And then the fourth one is money, how we're spending our money. And so to, to go back to your question, when we buy a pair of jeans or we buy something in our house that affects almost all of those four things It affects our money, it affects our time. Cause we went physically to the store, right. Or, or we're or looking online, online and yeah, scrolling, right. Mm-hmm. Um, now our mindset, we have that mindset of, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have bought this because now I don't have enough money or it doesn't really look good on me or maybe they're small and now I need to lose weight to fit into them. Right. So it affects yeah. our mindset and then it affects our physical space as well, because maybe our closets already full and we have to cram in. And now our mindset, because we we have a full closet, you know, we're just clutter in our home. So it, it really it's something like that. When you go to buy the pair of jeans, you're asking yourself, is this really going to fulfill your life? And you think about those four areas, and that's kind of your barometer of, like you know, is this going to be a good purchase that you're going to look back on and say, yes, this was great. Or am I going to be bummed that now I don't have money to go to Beyonce concert?
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I just have these jeans that I can't wear anywhere. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that. So what would you say, what would you recommend is like the first step other than working with you, obviously the first step towards happiness. So our physical space is crap. We don't have any money. Our mindset is yucky. What was the fourth one? And time. Time. And we don't have the time. So what's the first step we should do?
1: So I think it's really acknowledging these tools that we already own and we already have. And the three tools are our feelings, our goals, what our goals are in life, And third is what our mindset is and really getting clear on getting more in touch with our feelings of how do things make us feel in the world? Um, And even our goals, like really looking at our goals and understanding are those external goals are those things that we inherently, you know, through culture are, are accepting and wanting to accomplish or is it really something for me And then the mindset, right? Of, you know, are you more optimistic? How are you perceiving things? And um, just getting really clear around those three, those three things. So then those are your tools that you then take into really addressing your physical space, addressing your mental mindset, your time and your money to start to shake off the things that aren't serving you. So you can really um, live more happily. Yeah. I'm sure mindset, you probably see that a lot in your
0: clients. That's probably a big one. Um, it's huge. And that, yeah. that was my biggest one as well. And it, to
1: this day continued.
0: Yeah. 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 And I know I struggle with mindset all the time. I'm always like, don't go down that path, Carrie, bring it back, <laughs> you know? especially for happiness. Uh, truly when I'm, I guess, pushed, frustrated, annoyed um, to come out of that. I, try not to rely on bad habits. Instead, I try to focus on my mindset and my focus and all of that. But it is, I feel like it's, you're never done, right? You're never just like, I learned those multiplication tables. I learned how to be happy. No, it's like you're constantly massaging
1: or strengthening that muscle. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why it is a journey. And um, I just launched a virtual event series. We have nice. our first event on February 25th. And that particular event, each, each month, our events will be around different topics, but this coming, uh, this upcoming one on the 25th is all around overcoming people pleasing to really reclaim your power. And, you know, so that oh, that's a that good is yeah. mental mindset, right? Yeah. Of are we doing this for someone else to make someone else happy make them like us, or are we really speaking our real truth?
0: Oh, that's a really, really good topic. We're going to definitely put a link to your events um, in the show notes here, because when this comes out, I think it'll be past February, but it sounds like you're doing something once a month. That's really, really great. So um, how describe how you work with clients. So uh, let's give a first, for example, I'm Carrie. I bought all the Zara clothes. I can't go to Beyonce. I don't have any money. I'm feeling like crap. I'm crowded. I need Amy. How do you work with me?
1: Yes. So I, we really go over those tools, those three tools, feelings, goals, and uh, mental mindset to really hone in on, okay, you know, kind of start, start to strip away and start to kind of, you know, test the waters of where you're at. Right. Um, and then we build, we create a clarity really around what you want when you wake up each day what do you want? You know, do you want to feel happy or do you just, you know, do you just want to have a good chill day? Right. Of, you know, really understanding what, what a happy life means for you. And then we ladder up to that. We build structure around how that will, what do you need to do? What do you need to put in place to create that happy life for yourself? And then third, I hold you accountable because Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That's the hardest part. And that's been the hardest part for me. And I think why my, my journey to get to where I am today has taken so long because it's been very easy to slip, you know, for myself or not do the hard work or be vulnerable, right? All these fears around, um, you know, what we really want and what's been, what, what's been normal or what I'm used to in life. So, um, really that accountability piece is cut more of the fast track in terms of, you know, really helping clients see a transformation in the four months and working with me in my coaching program, the happiness accelerator coaching program that I have. And, um, and, and it, is that one-on-one or is it a group coaching
0: program? That's a one-on-one. Nice. And it's four months. And then how much of, of you do they get? Is it because I know we're on zoom now? Um, yeah. So is it
1: once a week or how does it, what's the structure of it? Every other week and you get six total coaching calls with me. And then I have the attainable network that I created. And this is a group of women who are expert coaches, thought leaders, uh, guides in expert fields that I've found. We have uh, relationship coaching, finance, business coaching, health and wellness, nutrition, so um, interior design. So I have a, this group of women who are in different modalities. And if Tiffany Rose is listening to this, modalities—her word that I I picked up. Um, and That's a teacher so, word. We use that in teaching. Oh, I love that. modalities. Yes. <laughs> And so in addition to these six coaching calls with me, you also get two separate coaching calls with two separate experts, depending on what areas you really need to hone in on and need an expert advice in. That's incredible. Wow. So it's, it's like a twofer or threefer, you get three, three
0: experts. (laughs) That's so, so great. And is, is your enrollment
1: always open or do you have an enrollment period? Good question. It right now it is always open. Great. And if you want to get a taste kind of, of of how I'm approaching work and and the coaches in my network, who they are, the events is actually a really good place to go because all of my events each month are featuring one of the coaches in my network.
0: That's amazing. And so how do we find you to share with us
1: with all the places how we find you? Yes. So I have reduced my social media channels purposefully. Uh, to, so we can stay offline and, and hopefully, you know, connect with people on the phone right now and, and hopefully in person soon. So uh, I'm on Instagram at attainable underscore AF. I'm also on LinkedIn. It's, I think it's AF Powell is my mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Yep. And then, um, and then my website of course is attainable hyphen AF.com. Love it.
0: Love it. Um, Well, Amy, this has been so, so informative. I have to ask you, what's something that makes you grumpy? (laughs) The opposite (laughs) of happy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard because (laughs) I used to say a lot of, you know, I used to say work. I used to say, you know, being, getting full, like getting too full from food or, you know, but I feel like I'm, I'm really this is amazing to say, actually, I'm kind of patting myself on the back because I, I really feel really connected to life and just, I, I know what I do, like doesn't serve me and I don't do that anymore. So Dang, that is so and, great. You can actually see it. You're glowing.
0: You're glowing in happiness, Amy.
1: <laughs> We're glowing in our birthday month happiness. <laughs> that's right. That's right,
0: everyone. It's our birthday month. It's February. Um, okay, so before we go, I'd love to get carried away with you. Uh, what, during this crazy time, pandemic, being home more, what's something that's kept you busy? Podcasts, music, Netflix, what are you, what are you, books? What's, what's keeping you entertained?
1: I thought I was a cook. And so I, you know, started cooking and doing the things and I, I'm just not, I'm not, yeah, that's just not me. So, <laughs> um, I, and, and this is so, you know, I love true crime and I think you do too. Me, too. Listening me to too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, SVU law and order. I just, <laughs> I just watched that show a lot. That's good. Know? That's Mariska
0: Hart. Uh, what is oh. her last name? Oh, Mariska. She's a great actress. I can
1: picture Spirit her actress.
0: Brunette, very good. Yes. I love true crime. And there's a great podcast called Sinisterhood. Um mm. and it's two women and they just recount different good. um it's they're so funny cuz one's a lawyer and one's a comedian. Um so they'll talk about different true crimes or like, you know, urban legends like Bigfoot or something like that. Highly recommend it. They are not plugging my show, but I'm now plugging their show. So hopefully they'll they'll tune in. Um, I love that. And then always my last thing is what is something that um, people get so carried away about that you can't freaking stand? Um, I'll give you an example. I do not like chocolate. People are obsessed with chocolate. I can't stand chocolate. And I also am terrified of ever getting on a cruise. I don't, I don't get why people want to be on a cruise
1: line. I don't get it. That those are my two. What's what's like two or three for you? Well, so, you know, talking with clients and kind of this idea around, you know, building your own version of happiness and whatever makes you happy is sound and good. And, you know, let's, let's cultivate that and figure out how to do more of that. So it's funny because I used to have these, you know, g- ideas of things but now that I'm just I'm because I'm working with more clients and just more open and accepting like I would say matcha but a dear friend of mine loves matcha and because I've been working with her a little bit and you know now have this newfound, you know, just respect for her of the, just the work she's doing and the vulnerability she's had. It's like, now I think of when I think of her matcha, I think of her. And so I don't actually not like matcha anymore, but the one thing I will tell you social media, and I'm pretty vocal about this. Um, I think social media, I just don't get carried away about, and I've actually had to put structures, my own structures in place to, a reduce the channels I'm out on. Right. So I'm not constantly, you know, going between eight, whatever, you know, 10, yeah. 12 channels. Um, but also my usage of it. And when I go on, I'm literally just going on to post or instead of going and scrolling through a screen, I'm actually going to people's accounts that I have a running list of people that I you know want to check in with and, you know, want to follow and understand what they're doing. So I'll go through that list and I will actually just go to people's accounts to see what their you know, stories yeah. are, what they're posting and engage that way. So it feels a lot because uh, I used to, like many of us, feel totally depleted and it's really sad after going on social media. And oh, I, so I, true. I don't know because I'm not le- letting myself get carried away with it. Yeah, I love that. And they're you're not the only one who's ever said social
0: media. A lot of my guests, I think it's because we have to use it for business, right? We don't see it as a form, I don't anyway see it as a form of entertainment. I see it as uh, something necessary I have to do to communicate to my audience and to my, my network. But um, there is something truly powerful about deleting the app off your phone. Mm, yes. When you take it off your phone and you know you have to sit at a desk or at a laptop and, like, okay, now's my time to engage, blah, blah, blah. It's so powerful to not have it just right there on your phone ding and turn off notifications except for the bra
1: network just kidding <laughs> except, except for the bra network. well that's community though right so True, yeah <laughs> and have you turned off your notifications yes mm-hmm. cool that's yeah. great and um, you know have you added any back on only for bra members
0: so, like, I have notification set up for each bra member, so because I want to see what they're doing and I want to see if I can share it as well and cross promote. Um, and I, I set up a notification for Kamala Harris because I, I just want to see what she's doing today. <laughs> but things like that. But I don't. I don't really. I don't really follow any celebrities or influencers or athletes or. I don't even think I follow Beyonce. Sorry, queen. But, um, but yeah, that's, oh, oh, I do follow a lot of puppies, cute dog accounts. I'm in for (laughs) that's happiness right there. Yeah.
1: That's, that's kind of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that that's, you're being super intentional, right. With who you're following and, and yeah. So right now when you go on your feed, you are, you're getting information you want to be getting, you're smiling because you're looking at puppies Right. And that's, that's the whole thing. Right. And so I, that, that's a huge piece of it. Just getting really intentional and knowing what you want to see and just seeing that.
0: Yeah. That's happiness, everyone. Well, thank there you is. so <laughs> much, Amy. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Steps creating your own version of happiness. This is so great. I'm going to put your contacts and all the places to find you in our show notes. Um, any final thoughts on happiness for our listeners out there?
1: Find your own version, listen to yourself, listen to your intuition and just do what you like to do. Love that, Amy. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. This is such an honor to be on your podcast. I'm honored to be in the broad network. You're amazing.
0: I hope you learned something new. Now, if you are a female founder, thought leader, disruptor, and you're like, I can't be on that show, then you need to email me with some topics. Email me directly, carrie at bra network.com, or send me a DM on the IG at bra underscore network. I'm always looking for fabulous, fierce females to feature. And hey, if you're a guy, I'll feature you too, because we all have knowledge to share. Until then, thank you for getting carried away. Go ahead and like and subscribe to all the things and all the places. Until next time, have a great day, stay safe, wear a mask.